0: Hello world, I'm Greg Patton, news, information, comment, opinion, a trip to moron, oh, all kinds of stuff, as usual, we got it right here, call a friend, tell them we're on the air, we'll be back in about 90 seconds with the news, well, I had the privilege of speaking with Dr. Ken Hill, WHCB this week, talking about upcoming meetings, he said, what does your schedule look like? I think you're going to be pretty busy, Dr. Patton. You got that right, Ken. (laughs) We're going to be down in Niceville, Florida. I wonder if it's nice down there and if the people are nice. That's coming up here in the middle of February. Looking forward to that. And then we go from Niceville to Bristol. I know they're nice there in the Tri-City area for... Sherathon 2023. Really looking forward to that and getting together with the folks down there. I love them. At WHCB 91.5. And then we're going to come home for a couple of days and come back down and be with Dale Cunningham and Boone's Creek Bible Church for the Southwest Radio Conference. That's the first part of March. My goodness, things happening. We're traveling. All over America in 2023, privileged, honored to be able to do so and share the news about America, share the news about the warfare, spiritual warfare. God's just really been good. Thank you, by the way, for all of your prayers and all of your support. I don't think we could really do it without you. I think I love you. What in the world is going on? You are the target. Well, this is about normal in the nation's wokest atmosphere. Wells Fargo, one of the nation's most woke major corporations, has taken its far-left communistic social agenda. They've kicked it up a notch by abruptly shutting down the bank accounts of a professional firefighter and his gun store gun owners listen up that was three days before christmas on december the 22nd wells fargo sent a letter to wex gunworks owned by brandon wexler and based in delray beach florida with the message wells fargo performs ongoing reviews of its account relationships in connection with the bank's responsibility to manage risk in its banking operations what a bunch of far left gobbledygook so far Well, we recently reviewed your account relationship, and as a result of this review, we're going to be closing your above-referenced accounts. Where's the commies? Those demon-led nutcases are coming after you. Oh my goodness. This is the new America, a flood of evil taking away about everything they can from you, eventually. Our plea, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Russian President Vladimir Putin, remember him? He could be ready to announce another mobilization round as Russia looks to bolster its armed forces in Ukraine. Putin may announce a second mobilization wave to expand his army in the coming days, possibly as early as January the 18th, according to analysts. Kremlin spokesperson Dmitry Peskov announced Tuesday that Putin will deliver a speech in his hometown of St. Petersburg. Today, to commemorate the 80th anniversary of the Soviet Union breaking the Nazi siege in Leningrad. So, what's the latest on this pandemic thing? What variant is out there now of COVID-19? Hey, out in Nevada, big discussion today in Elko County. Today, to discuss and consider placing, oh, I like it, a moratorium On COVID-19 and flu vaccines there, the board will also consider discontinuing any advertising for COVID-19 and flu vaccines, pending further investigation and the results of the Florida Supreme Court case to investigate the wrongdoings related to the vaccines. What a mess. Well, are they finally waking up some of the lefty loonies? One of those has been so tough as Bill Mayer, but uh, he used his Club Random podcast this week to, oh boy, unload on attacks on free speech, hammering fellow liberals as just being insane. Well, I've said that for a long time. And uh, backward for failing to call out religious extremism when it comes to, oh, Islam, not Christianity, not you, my friend, Islam, Muslims. The Hamline University art professor who lost her job after showing students paintings of Muhammad and other religious figures is now suing her former employee. Dr. Erica Prater was fired despite reportedly informing students multiple times that an image of Muhammad in a class about Islamic art was going to be shown. Well, that sounds okay. Attorneys with the law firm Fabian May and Anderson announced the lawsuit yesterday, according to a local Minneapolis St. Paul TV affiliate. Hamlin's actions have caused significant harm to this woman. In the short term, she's lost her income from her position. The lawyers are reportedly seeking damages well in excess of $350,000. Go get them. Anything you want to say, my Christian friend, somehow is wrong, is, well, you know where we are, in the new America 2023, where you will find, no question, a flood of evil oh if you're like me this one will burn your fern wait a doggone minute here is that a cross on that t-shirt what does that say let me get a little t- oh my goodness it says jesus saves that's just horrible a man wearing a jesus saves t-shirt ordered to remove that or leave the mall of america this past weekend that's up in minnesota the biggest in the country The incident allegedly happened in Minnesota after the man wore that T-shirt, Jesus Saves. This is just hard for me to believe. The shopper's T-shirt shows Jesus is the only way with the famous coexist symbol, which stands for different religions living side by side, and that struck out. The security guard repeatedly explained to the man that his T-shirt was offending many people and asked him to either remove it or get out of them all. Really? The man counters that the mall security had charged him a 24 hour trespass for soliciting guests. He explains he didn't speak this time and just went to Macy's to go shopping. But the security guards insisted that the man either leave or change that t shirt, claiming the man was engaging in religious soliciting, which is against any rule there at the mall. Meanwhile, the man repeats he wasn't preaching, he was just wearing a t shirt. This again is the Where's my gun? So, where are we on this climate change thing? Where are you, more specifically? You know, it's all about fear. It's all about guilt. Just a part of the new America. Yep, fear and guilt are leveraged by proponents of climate change, aka Al Gore. Fear has been used all through history to gain control of people's minds And above all, their wallets and everything else. And the climate catastrophe is strictly a fear campaign. Well, fear and guilt. You're afraid you're killing your children because you're driving them in your SUV and emitting carbon dioxide into the atmosphere, and you feel guilty for doing that, and you get the idea. There's no stronger motivation than these two things. Scientists are co-opted and corrupted by politicians and bureaucracies invested in advancing the narrative of climate change in order to further centralize political power and control of the people. By now you understand those green companies parasitize taxpayers via favorable regulations and subsidies ostensibly justified by the aforementioned narrative claiming big threats, all while enjoying propaganda protection across the news media. Global warming is a hoax. Oh, I don't know. What do you think? Well, let's insert living in today's world. It's where you are today. Well, I've talked about them before because I like them, and, oh, there's negatives about everything. But how about Chick-fil-A? Love those chicken sandwiches. Chick-fil-A is without a doubt one of the nation's most popular and most beloved fast food chains. In addition to delicious chicken sandwiches, the company is also known for embracing Christian values, and that's very important. Chick-fil-A is closed Sundays and frequently goes above and beyond the call to help communities that are in need. And as it turned out, these values are rooted in the founder's deep faith. Trudy Kathy White, daughter of Chick-fil-A founder S. Truett Kathy, and author of the new book, Climb Every Mountain, recently told the Pure Flix podcast about the biggest lessons her dad instilled in her and the transformational values that built that company into the powerhouse it is today. My dad worked really, really hard through the years, she said, noting that her father opened his first restaurant back in 1946. Chick-fil-A didn't come on the scene here until about 1964, quickly growing to become one of the nation's most coveted eateries. But life wasn't always smooth with White noting that she watched her parents walk through a lot of challenges and troubles. And through those struggles, though, White and her brothers Dan and Bubba saw their parents cling to Almighty God. So many things I learned. They taught us that the important things in life can't be bought with dollars and cents. The true things that people are looking for are like a joy and peace, and hope can only be found through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That's great? White said that her parents taught her that everything everything belongs to God, and these entrusted her and her family to manage what they've been given. And She added that Chick-fil-A's values represent and summarize her family's values and goals to honor God and have a positive influence on all who come in contact with their company. I love it. Hey, a North Carolina man did everything he could to try to get his lost dog back to her rankful owner. But when none of his usual tactics work, he took to the streets of Charlotte with a sign, hoping that some passing driver would see it. Do you know this lost dog? And there he stands, dog, leash in hand. Those are the words he scrawled on a cardboard sign. Jason Patrick, 40, held the sign up on a street corner last weekend. He told Inside Edition that he was Driving Friday night when he noticed a car stopped at a strange part of the road and someone running around on a grassy field. He pulled over to see what was going on. Noticed the man was actually chasing a dog. The dog running in circles, confused, scared, playful, but apprehensive. They finally calmed the poor pup down. Tried to find the owner online, decided he'd go stand on a busy street corner. And the whole thing went viral. And there she was, a woman named Cheryl, reached out. Let him know she recognized the dog as Roxy and was happy to help reunite her with her owner Ed. As soon as Roxy saw Ed, there it was, just that ecstatic animal. Too many people get on with life and let things just like this go but that's a great story. Good job, sir. Well, I thought this was good in a number of ways. Responding to you on Facebook, I tried to keep up on a personal level, really hard to do with so many folks, and In church, I'm sending out text, and some of the guys, especially our blue-collar workers, (laughs) hate being disturbed with my text, even if it's something as simple as, I love you, praying for you. So I guess some guys come up with the answer. (laughs) It really is pretty good. Maybe we should all adopt this. I mean, if you're having trouble keeping up, one dad's message to all his family members comes out like this. I can't keep up with the pressure of always having to LOL or like or put a heart there for everyone's random thoughts and pictures and all those amusements for all future texts. I love them. I laugh at them. I like them, unless it's bad. Then I dislike them. (laughs) I just got to tell you, I can't live with all this pressure, so I'm out of (laughs) here. Oh, life is tough, isn't it? And finally, who said that? Just remember, my friend, COVID was never bad enough to shut down the border. Oh, yeah. Hey, and this is a wake-up call. Remember the cartoon, Peabody? Sherman? Sherman asked, where are we going today, Mr. Peabody? Well, actually, Sherman, we're going back to the 1960s. When people had compassion and heart, and there were no cell phones nor computers, and there was some really cool music. What do you think? Finally, when the pastor says, bring your problem to the altar, sir, do not carry your wife down the aisle. (laughs) Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this. Just joined us? Thank you. Living in today's world, conservative news, information, and comment from a Midwest pastor, almost 35 years of the same church, The Cross, in Fort Wayne, Indiana. It is our pleasure, our honor to come to you and let you know what really normal is in the life of a Christian every day at this time, Monday through Friday. A big thank you to this station for carrying the broadcast, and a big thank you to you for participating Your comments, your support in so many ways is needed. And, uh, oh, we so appreciate it here at Greg Patton Ministries. We're out of the church in Fort Wayne, Indiana. If you're ever in the Midwest, come up to Indiana, down to Indiana, wherever you're listening, join us at the cross on Sunday morning. We would so look forward to that. Thank you for being here. So if I may, let me ask you, What is life like for you now? Above all else, do you have peace? And if so, why do you have peace? And why doesn't that guy or gal have peace? Some people have no peace. Let me ask you, when was the last time you experienced absolute peace in your heart? How long did that thing last? Have you somehow concluded that peace is kind of a rare commodity that comes only on occasion and remains for a very brief period of time. Hey, the good news is you don't have to regard life that way. No, you don't. In the fourth chapter of the book of Philippians, the apostle Paul tells us how to protect our peace. Did you know that? Yeah, Paul tells us how to protect our peace. Remember that this author is not wealthy, not prominent, and he is not relaxing at some scenic resorter on the beach there. He's running from a Roman prison he's chained to a guard 24 hours a day though unjustly accused and in danger of losing his very life this man somehow he keeps talking about joy and peace what is his problem how could anyone have peace in a situation like this the peace that paul describes is really was well, very real and it's very practical to your life he tells us his contentment is a learned quality according to philippians 4:11 And the key to experiencing it is refusing anxiety, choosing instead to trust our sovereign God with all the trials of life. Therefore, true peace does not mean the absence of hardship, but rather, well, a sense of tranquility, I guess, and serenity, even in the midst of all kinds of trouble. What is this peace like? Paul calls this thing peace which surpasses all comprehension. It simply can't be explained in terms of your human logic the divine serenity is deeply satisfying and it's far beyond our understanding and it's not something that you can work up it originates with god himself ephesians 2:14 tells us that jesus is our peace when we trust the lord jesus as our personal savior we have true peace because we have him don't we that is god has grafted us into the vine placed us in jesus christ when we receive him we receive god's gift of perfect peace john 14:27 says that god's peace is unlike the world and what they call peace by name it's unaffected by circumstances and it has keeping power and protecting our minds from troubling thoughts and our hearts from any detrimental emotion thank god that we don't have to analyze or understand peace in order to enjoy it if god makes it possible for us to have such an incomprehensible peace why do you think we ever lose it? To understand how peace can be lost, you got to first recognize the difference between legitimate concerns, you've got them, family, health, work, and those anxieties which are tormenting thoughts. Such fretful worries which stem from a fear of losing control over your life and circumstances therein cause us a great deal of harm emotionally, spiritually, and physically. Now, If you will think about how anxiety affects you, it can divide the mind and make us afraid to act and cause us to withdraw, can it not? Furthermore, it can result in depression, a defeated attitude, disbelief, doubt. It can even wreak havoc in your health. You know that to be true. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, Proverbs 23, 7. Now, of course, there are times in our life when we're thrown off balance for a moment. Everybody gets that. But as Christians, we need not remain in that condition for a prolonged period. If our caring becomes fretting, we ourselves have set down our peace and moved over into anxiety. Scripturally, however, it is impossible to legitimize anxiety because of, well, several key biblical truths, right? I mean, isn't God sovereign? In other words, He's in control of everything that happens to you. Is that not true? It is. And God is omniscient which means there's not one single detail, past, present, or future, that is going to escape God. Not one thing. And he's omnipotent, so he has the power to change every circumstance if he desires. And he's our loving Father. He will do the right thing every time with our best interest in mind. Isn't that great news? So let's do this. There are several tests that you can apply to determine when justifiable caring has become anxiety. First, are you more concerned about what you desire than about the will of God in your life? If you think about manipulating your circumstances, this could be a big issue. And next, do you find yourself being hurried into making unwise decisions? And finally, do you constantly kind of feel agitated or perturbed about something? Any of these could be symptoms of trouble because anxiety is not the plan, will, or purpose of Almighty God. His perfect peace is His will for your life. The first thing you ought to do is realize that peace is fruit of the Spirit, isn't it? Galatians 5.22, sure. Jesus told us that. Though He would be going away, the Father would send His Holy Spirit to be in us, with us, and upon us. John 14, verses 16 and 17. Peace, along with love and joy and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and Self-control, what a list. That's the overflow and the outflow of God's spirit living on the inside of us. It's the, what it is, the gift of Almighty God. Oftentimes we think we lose our peace because, well, people or circumstances somehow steal it away from us. But in reality, losing it is a decision that you make. We choose to think and feel a certain way. It's a choice that everyone makes every day. The big question then is this. In the midst of a trial or a heartache, how do I protect my peace? How's this going to work out? First of all, you've got to deal with any disobedience on our part. Is there any recurring sin, any instance of rebellion in my life? And keep in mind that the Bible offers no promise of peace to people living outside of the will of God. And the other important thing to remember is that we will be kept in perfect peace. That's what the Bible says when we maintain our focus on Almighty God read Isaiah 26.3. It is impossible to live a life without ever being confronted by hard circumstances and trouble. Welcome to the world. When that happens, and it's going to happen, maybe today, the first thing we should do is lift our heart to Almighty God in prayer. That's always a good start in any circumstances, is it not? Well, tomorrow we'll talk more about this true peace. It does not mean the absence of trials and hardship. No, it doesn't. It's a sense of tranquility, serenity, even in the midst of all that trouble. And the Prince of Peace, the Lord Jesus Christ, He's the only real peace giver. Isaiah 9 6. If you've never trusted Jesus as your personal Savior, well, then you've never experienced His wonderful, incomprehensible, and perfect peace. How about today? How about receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior today? The gift is yours, but you've got to ask. For whosoever shall, Call upon the name of the Lord, shall be say. Why not do that today? And finally, I got excited at first. One of my dear friends says, Pastor, all I need right now is a hug. Oh, that's fair. Oh, wait a minute. He added to it. And $500,000 in cash. <laughs> I don't think the hug is going to mean much, is it? That's the way it is. That must say for another day. Trust you're going to have a great day, my friend. Are you in church tonight? We have church on Wednesday nights. Hey, I'm still looking for you on Facebook. That is Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. And you want to hear a program last year today? Hey, go to my gregpatton.com website and right there on the front page. Don't forget we have share coming up down in Tennessee. And the end of February. Be praying about that. If you can participate, do so, my friend. Look forward to seeing you. That's the way it is for a Wednesday, January the 18th, 2023. I'm Greg Patton. God bless. Enjoy the remainder of your day.